Hi, my name is Wizzy Brown. And I'm Molly Keck. And we are with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service Department of Entomology. And this is Bugs by the Yard, where we hope to increase your enthusiasm about bugs in the urban landscape. Welcome back to Bugs by the Yard. We are starting another series all about butterflies, and we kind of timed this appropriate for when in a normal year it's a good time to plant plants to bring in butterflies but in the year 2022 we are as hot as hell or the surface of the sun so um, you might want to push maybe some of your fall planting to like later in the September maybe even October just so things don't fry up but in general I've always thought that September and October are the best times of the year to see butterflies flying around to have your flowers blooming in your butterfly garden to be able to enjoy them uh, maybe not part of seeing their life cycle but definitely just seeing them flying around in a normal year I think those are the best times of year to see them so well these would be um, planting nectar plants to attract the adults yes exactly if you're planting food for the larvae that would be more spring exactly and and that's a good point because when people ask what do I need to plant for a butterfly garden you kind of want to ask yourself what is the purpose of your garden is it just to enjoy the butterflies which probably is what most people are looking at or are you interested in seeing the life cycle because it's two totally different plants for um, an adult to be attracted to or for a caterpillar to feed on. So do a little bit of research and figure out what you're trying to accomplish. And then those are the plants that you want to try to find and plant. And be aware that if you're planting the butterfly garden to have the larvae and the life cycle, they're going to eat the plants. Yes. (laughs) They're not going to look pretty. Even, even milkweed, you know, they, they kind of, you know, monarchs like the milkweed flower, but the babies, the caterpillars are going to eat it down to the ground. So don't, don't plant milkweed or pipe vine or anything else and think it's going to look pretty. It's going to get chomped to nothing. Don't get attached to your plants. Exactly. No, it's their food source. So, you know, again, do research, know your purpose and be okay with it when it gets eaten to absolutely nothing. So we kind of are going to split up the different families of butterflies. And I don't know how many different families of butterflies there are. I should, but there's, there are some big ones that um, most people are familiar with. And, and I just finished an online butterfly gardening class. And even I was surprised at how many different species of butterflies we have throughout Texas. And we're not going to be covering all of the butterflies because we will be here for the rest of our lives. No, we're just going to do the showy. Ones. We're, we're going to hit the highlights. Yeah. The showy pretty <laughs> ones that most people recognize. Cause also there's some teeny tiny butterflies. When the kids catch them at camps, they always think they're moths because I guess people think moths are small, but I also yeah. moths can be gigantic. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. and we're also just doing butterflies. We're not doing moths, which are that that's another completely different one. That's a, like a year worth of studying probably. But moths are similar to butterflies. They're lepidopterans, but they, I guess like the elementary version of the difference between the two is moths are, have usually a wider body and a fluffy antenna. Um, They are not always, but usually nocturnal. Um, And butterflies are thinner with a long antenna, a little knob on it, and generally out during the daytime. Actually, I don't know any butterflies that go out during the nighttime, but moths flip-flop. Yeah, but there's, there's probably some weird 
there's always the yeah. exception to the rule when you're talking about insects. So that's what science is about. Exceptions there's to the rule. something out there. <laughs> so our first group of butterflies that we're, we're going to break down for you are the swallowtail group. And I would say that those are probably arguably the most common butterfly that you see in your garden. Um, one species or another, there are about five different species that are found all throughout Texas, if not even all throughout the United States. And then there's a few species that, uh, we'll see if we get to that are only found in like very East Texas, Southeast Texas. Um, so we're talking swallowtails and, and swallowtails are called such because they have this little teardrop drip coming off of their, um, hind wing. Uh, some of some, there is a species or two that actually is tailless, but they get the name swallowtail, I guess, because they look like swallows, swallowtails. So do swallows have a long, yeah, like the little curly wing thingies. Well, there you yeah. go. Okay. Then that's yeah. how they get it. Well, and then also sometimes you do see swallowtails as well that are missing their tails yeah. because a bird snagged them or something tried to eat them and they got ripped off. I wonder what the tail's purpose is because you would think it it just makes more surface area for something to grab onto as it flies away so it wouldn't like natural selection you would maybe it's like a a gecko type dropping its tail or go. something it gives them something to I don't know an expendable appendage <laughs> so like I mentioned swallowtails there's about five species found all throughout the state and then a few others um I, swallowtails are one are there are a few swallowtails where you can actually see the adults, but grow and see the life cycle of the, of the butterfly. A lot of butterflies feed on like thistles and native plants and trees and things that maybe aren't so easy or desirable to have in your landscape. But there are some swallowtails that we'll talk about that you could pretty easily see the entire life cycle of. And I guess the, the first one to go with is the biggest one, right? The giant swallowtail. Yes. I, my favorite color is yellow. So anything that is any butterfly that's yellow, I just think it's really cool. Oh, well then this one's right up your alley. It is. It's more black with yellow striping on it. Um, like it's background is black and then yellow is the highlight, but it's still, you know, primarily black with some yellow on it. They love, they lay their eggs on citrus plants and the caterpillars are called orange dogs. I'm not sure why the dog is there. I'm orange because of citrus, but they are vicious. Is that what it is? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't, I've never been able to figure out where the dog part comes from, but, um, you, if you have citrus plants, you've probably seen them and didn't know you saw them because their defense mechanism is to look like bird poop. And so who wants to touch bird poop or eat it? Nobody. And so they survive, <laughs> they get by. I've never gotten one. I used to have a lemon. I mean, a I think it was a lime tree and I never, I was waiting for it, but I never got one on there. I I've had them on my, I think lemon, my Meyer lemon before, which I get calls on these. I have this caterpillar and it's feeding on my citrus and I don't know what to do. And it's that whole, they do eat the foliage. So it's not like it's going to be messing around with your like fruit production or anything. But if you have, you know, a bunch of them that it's going to take down the plant, then I'm like, you need to do something. It's that whole, you got to make the decision. Yeah. Do you want to see the yeah. butterfly develop or do you want your foliage to look pretty on your citrus? It's, and you know, you don't, it's up to you. You don't often get like 20 of them on a plant or like on a no. small patio plant. It's like one or two. I, I've had one. Yeah. Like on the plant at a time. I've had them multiple times, but I've never had multiples Huge on the population. plant at the same time. Yeah. I, that's exactly 
my experience on it too. Um, and if you leave it alone, it'll make a little pupa and then it turns into a huge, it's supposed to be our largest, uh, butterfly America. Um, and it ranges from like three and a half to five and a half inch wingspan. I've never seen one that big. And I think just like people, you know, diet environment, genetics, you're going to be tall or shorter. And so they're, they have a range. They're not all going to come out exactly the same size when they come out of that pupa case. Are the males bigger than the females? I think in most butterflies, the females are bigger than the males. Okay. All right. Um, I'm pretty sure, but in everything that I've looked through, very rarely did it differentiate size of male and female. So it must not be mm-hmm. that drastic, but sometimes there's two different morphs in different species of like the coloration might be different if it's a male or a female. Yeah. I, with my research, I was, yeah, the sexual dimorphism is usually yeah. coloration. The second swallowtail that I'll mention, I think is the, I think it's the most common one in the central Texas area. It's like it's just the one you find on your flowering plants. Um, and you find it because of what it's host plant is there's a lot of native things. So when I mow my yard, I'll see them crawling on top of the grass and that's the, the pipe vine swallowtail, which is, um, really just very, the top side of the wings are black. It's, they're not very, um, remarkable in that way, but the underside of the wings have this like iridescent blue, really pretty. And then, um, orange dots, um, along it too. And I've, I usually, when I put them in my collections, I pin them upside down because that's the prettiest side of it. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, see the pretty side. <laughs> I have some, like I have the top side, but the bottom side is where it's at. That's the prettiest. There's pipe vine plants that you can grow that you probably have. I think some have like a putrid flower smell to them. And then there's like a purple and a white one, but there's also like native pipe vine that that's like a grass that grows all over the place. And I don't think you call it pipe vine, but it's in that same host family, the same family. Yeah. yeah. That, and that's what, that's one of those butterflies. Everybody's like, well, where are they coming from? I don't have pipe vine in my yard. And it's just like the ground. It's one of those plants that's native. And so green belts, ditches, whatever it's somewhere nearby. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And they're, they're, um, and that's probably why they're so common because there's that stuff, their host is growing everywhere, but their, um, their larvae scare people also because they're kind of like a, like a maroonish, they're like a reddish brown, right? What those ones have two color morphs too on the larvae. Yeah. I've seen ones that are actually black and they kind of have the maroon or reddish highlights on them. But yeah, because I was like, what the heck are those things? And I was like, oh, okay. Just I I learned my new thing. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen them. I guess I've seen them light and darker, but I don't know that I've ever seen one that appears black, but they have that like orangey or reddish tips to them. And they have these little protrusions that come out all over their body, like little fleshy knobs. I don't know how there's probably a specific number. And aren't they? They're paired along the back, right? Yeah. And then I think like the, the head, the ones by the head, they have the really long yeah. ones. They look like aliens and they're really cool. The, the rule of thumb with caterpillars is if it has spikes or hairs on it, don't touch it. And, but these you can, cause it's not really a hair. It's just a fleshy protrusion that comes off of their little body. So on all swallowtails also have that oscillarium, right? Is that what it's the osmaterium osmaterium? I always say it wrong. Yep. And it's only swallowtails in the caterpillar form that have that, right? I think so. And I don't know 
but I don't know that I've ever seen a pipe vine do that. I'm trying to think. I haven't seen a pipe vine. No, usually it's the, um, the yellow, black and white ones. Yeah. What are those ones? Those are the black swallowtails. Okay. Yeah. Those ones. The osmotarium that we're talking about is like a little, um, fleshy knob, like an alien knob that comes out of their head, like Shrek's ears almost. Right. And they, <laughs> when you irritate them, they push it out of their head to like startle you. And it's usually like yellow or orange yeah. and it like pops out and it's kind of is this Y shape, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's not only a startle response to scare away predators, but apparently there's also a smell associated with it. Yes. So, and the black swallowtails. So that's a good segue. All, I know all of these guys have it and black swallowtail caterpillars love, they feed on things in the rue family, like carrot, dill, fennel, um, rue, what else? Parsley, parsley, parsley. Yeah. So fragrant type plants. And, um, one time we had some rue plants and that our horticulture guy had brought in and there were black swallowtails all on it. And he, he always has his, um, door closed. Cause he's so loud. He has to keep it closed. And I, I walked in to talk to him and I was like, goodness, David, what is that smell in here? He'd been poking at those caterpillars <laughs> and they kept exuding that smell and it stunk like that. I don't even know how to, I don't know how to describe rue, but it's like a, it's like parsley, like a strong, nasty parsley smell, I guess. I don't know. Fennel slash parsley all together. But he, he actually always says, so if you want to see the life cycle of swallowtails, um, he doesn't like to recommend using rue because people can have really severe reactions to the oils in the rue, like get blisters and things. Oh. So it's, maybe not a plant to plant if you have sensitive skin. So do parsley or dill. And if you plant it, they will come. You will find one on oh. those plants. And just, I love dill and I hate fennel. So I have fennel in one part of my yard and I always hope that the swallowtails will go there, which they find it, but they always eat my dill down to the ground. And I'm <laughs> like, oh. Do you ever try to find them and move them or do they go right Yes, back? but so, then, then a fresh batch just appears. Yeah. It's magic. They just find it. I mean, it's like remarkable how quickly they can find those herbs. So encourage them to grow very, very, very big so that they can tolerate it. And I've also heard that if they eat it all the way down to the ground, they'll cannibalize one another. So you have, you want to cull them a little bit if they're too hot and heavy in there. And you think, why do you think that is? Do you, I, my people always ask, and my guess is, well, they probably smell and taste like what they're feeding on. And so that's why they'll eat each other. That's what I would say. Yeah. I mean, Definitely. one food is food and two, you smell exactly like what I'm eating. So, Hey, yeah. going to eat you <laughs> good. A guess is it. Why right? not? <laughs> um, and b- what black swallowtails look like are just black also, but the underside of the wings, they have some yellow stripes on them. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and they're not very big they're um, well, my little thing says that they can have a three and a half to five and a half inch wingspan, but that can't be right. I have never nope. seen one with five and a half. Yeah. That's, they'd have to be pretty healthy. My, all the ones in my collection are like more like two. Yeah. Well, I always wonder how people measure stuff though. <laughs> yeah. Is it tip to tip when it's spread like up high? Is it at rest? Is it where? Yeah, exactly. There's probably you read five books, you're going to get five different sizes for them, but they're, I don't know, they're medium sized, I would say, um, butterflies, but all black without much of the blue on the 
hind wings like a lot of the other guys have. And the caterpillars um, and they're found are um, we yellow and black and white striped. And Ooh, yes. it, they don't have, um, and sometimes yes. the yellow looks more green. It just, yeah, they have, it's more like a green and black stripe. And then on like the black are like little yellow kind of um, dots. They're pretty. And also when they first hatch out, when they're young, caterpillars early on in their life, their color is going to be different than when they get bigger. So probably as they're larger, they lose a lot more of the black and they get more of the yellow and orange on them. And they're kind of stretching out as they, as their body gets bigger. And so the, the black that you see them when they're real dark and they're tiny, just imagine those black stripes being really close together. And then as they grow bigger, they're spreading further and further apart. And so they get lighter. Yeah. Yes. Um, which other one? I think my favorite, I'm going to talk about my favorite one now. My absolute favorite one is the Eastern tiger swallowtail. And I have learned there's an Eastern tiger and there's a Western tiger. And we really have the Eastern tiger in Texas, but they're, um, they, uh, maybe it's just an optical illusion. I think that they're the biggest, but they're not, they're not as large as the giant swallowtails, but they're, they're opposite of the giant swallowtails where they're primarily yellow with some, with some black tiger striping on them. Um, and so maybe it's being the lighter color that make them have a, an optical illusion of being larger, but they're not they're showier. They definitely are. And they're beautiful. And I'll get like one, you know, will come through and yeah. then I won't see, you know, you just, you don't see tons of them. Like you do pipe vines. It's just one kind of flutters through and it's almost impossible to catch them. And I think probably why, why you see so many of them, but not in large numbers, they feed on trees like cottonwood and ash and, um, probably some other native trees, cherry too. Apparently I don't know. Adults or the larvae, the, the larvae feed on that. So, okay. So the um, adults are doing nectar. Do they do nectar off of flowers or? Yes, they do nectar off of flowers. But, um, I guess I meant like when they starting out as a bait, like what are they attracted to, to lay their eggs on? And then what are they coming from? They're coming from like a, you know, a natural area, a park or something like that, or maybe off of a tree, but you're not going to grow any of these trees to try to perpetuate the life cycle of, of the Eastern tiger swallowtail. There's also, interestingly, there is a, um, of the females have a black morph to them, but if you look at them or shine a light through them, you can see tigers, like ghosts, they call them ghost. Those ones are so pretty. So neat. I like it a lot. And what else about them? They, oh, their larvae are kind of cute. They're like all, all green, but like velvety almost like, you know, they're like very fleshy and they're pudgy. The coolest caterpillar though, of the swallowtails, I think is the spice bush. And I've never seen one in the wild. I've only just seen pictures of them. Supposedly they're all throughout, um, Texas, but they're the ones that, that look like a snake. They have like big eye spots. As a caterpillar. Oh yeah. They're real pretty. And they, they go after spice bush and sassafras. So that's how they get their name. But like I said, I've never really seen one. They, to me, they really resemble from the top side, pipe vine, swallowtail and the black swallowtail and the spice bush all look like just like one another. And if they're flying, there's no way you're going to tell the difference unless you catch the underside of the wings and you have really good eyes or you snap a picture. So just, there's lots of black swallowtails that are out there. <laughs> and if you see a black and, and with yellow, it's a giant. If you see a yellow with black, it's a tiger. And there you go. <laughs> and then 
there's, there are three others that we don't have all throughout Texas, but if you're, um, if you're in Southeast Texas, there's two that you get. So these are like Louisiana on the border. Like they really like the Eastern part, okay. like Beaumont. Yes. Type. And, and I think that, um, the poly there's, so there's Polymetis, which I'm probably pronouncing incorrectly. And then Polydamas, P-O-L-Y-D-A-M-A-S. And the Palamitas, I think it's Palamitas is how it's pronounced. They are from the Southeast coast of Texas, Louisiana, Florida, up to like one of the Carolinas. So it's like only a coastal type of a butterfly. And I think it's because they're like really common in the keys and like more tropical that way. And then the Polydamus one, I think is more um, can get into more of South Texas than um, not just restricted to the Eastern part of the state, but they also look just like, you know, black swallowtails. They don't same old thing. <laughs> Polydamus lacks a tail. And then the um, Palamedas has one. And then I think, oh, and then there's one that's called a zebra swallowtail. It's like a tiger swallowtail, but it's more white. And it's swallowtail is like twice as long, if not three times as long as everybody else's is. It's really pretty. And it's in the Eastern part of um, the state. You might actually get them, Wizzy. You might get some wandering into the Austin area. I have never seen one, but I will definitely keep an eye out. You have to Google it because the underside of the wings is like red with blue. And it's like really obvious because it's just black and white under there. They're, oh, wow. I mean, I always tell people we have a pretty tropical environment in Texas and we get some really cool looking um, insects. And, you know, when, when I've gone on vacation to like, I know there's this, I always get told by a friend, there's no such thing as Central America. It's just North and South, but y'all know what I mean when I say Central America, like you go to Mexico, Costa Rica, Belize, and I always want to catch bugs there or look at their butterflies. And I'll look and I'm like, oh, it's the same stuff we have here. Like we've got some... We need to appreciate the butterflies we have because we have some pretty tropical, yeah, especially if you go down to South Texas. I mean, they yes. have a huge amount of diversity down there because nothing dies off. It doesn't get cold enough, so they don't have to die off in the winter time. All right. Well, that's I mean, that's swallowtails They're If you want to see their life cycle, grow pipevine, grow fennel, rue, dill, because really it's just the and then citrus, because really all you can get for life cycle is giant goes on citrus. The black swallowtail is on the rue, dill, fennel, um, parsley stuff, and then pipe mm-hmm. vines on your pipe vine. But if you want to just enjoy butterflies, just plant anything with color. I'm sure we will mention this in every other episode that we have, but butterflies like brighter colors. So they like oranges and pinks and, huh. and, and bright yellows. And if you think about like a Pride of Barbados. I mean, that's like a butterfly magnet, right? But, and they also like things that are very fragrant. So a lot of the butterfly bushes have very sweet flowers, but that's the way you attract them, which is a little different than, um, than like flies and beetles, kind of like a duller color of a flower. And then bees like, uh, purple, blue, white, and yellow. But if you want your butterflies to come in bright pinks, yellows, purples, like you want to You want a bright landscape if you want to bring those guys in. So I think in our next episode, we're going to be covering what should be every Texan's very favorite group of butterflies, which are the uh, monarchs or the, we should call them what the royals or the re, they have a name other than. Yeah, they're kind of the royal butterflies, the milkweed butterflies. Yeah. 
there you go the milkweed butterflies that's easier but they're all the royal they're the royalty of the butterfly world and you'll see why when we get into it but thanks for joining us this week on bugs by the yard and we will catch you next time